You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. So Jasper, you've been watching some DC Universe shows. DC Universe. This would be a good pre-show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a membership. Mm-hmm. Uh, you let me have access to your membership, and uh, we've been watching a couple of the shows on there. So I thought this would be a good opportunity since it's not quite GCU talk. This would be a good little pre-show. We'll keep it brief. Yeah, because we still have to record GCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly, I'm saying that for the listener. This is indeed a pre-show. What have you been watching on there? Just Doom Patrol? Uh, for right now, Doom Patrol. I watched the first episode. So I'm five episodes into Doom Patrol and one episode into Titans. Um, I also wanted to try Krypton. I thought that was kind of like the first. Okay. The first show they came out with, it looks like, by date. <sighs> Krypton, I think, was like a sci-fi channel thing. Okay. Which is interesting because like they have some weird older shows like Lois and Clark. Yeah. Which I was surprised by. So it's, you know, it's interesting. They got the rights to a lot of the DC related TV shows from the past even. But no, I think Krypton was, I think it was made for Sci-Fi Channel or something. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I've been watching Titans and Doom Patrol. First started with Doom Patrol to kind of check it out. I know Doom Patrol is kind of interesting. It's quirky. Uh, I know Grant Morrison's written a bunch of Doom Patrol, so I figured they probably had some weird material to work with if, if they used any of that. And I suspect they have because the show is weird. <laughs> Gave it a try with Melanie one day and like, dude, yeah, I loved it like right away. And if you want to talk about Doom Patrol for a moment, we can. But then I wanted to, uh, Melanie wasn't here and I was trying not to watch ahead on Doom Patrol. So I was like, well, maybe I'll try Titans. Mm. I was reluctant to try Titans because the trailer, you know, it's got the the F Batman moment and it's got the edgy Robin and I was like, it's I, such a weird tone for Titans. For, for Titans, yeah. So it seemed like Doom Patrol was more refined, if you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. Titans looked kind of cheesy to me at first, like mm-hmm. especially the way like Starfire looks and um, Raven you know, mm-hmm. kind of like they're still going with the same Raven, but it was kind of like a kid. And then the F Batman kind of moment. But I was like, at first, I'm like, man, I'm not really sold on that series. But after watching just the first episode, I think they've got a good direction on it. I mean, you probably watched more than I did, but. So I was not a fan of Suicide Squad. I think that's a t- bad, bad movie. It was it was entertaining. It was not a great movie. I think it's a bad movie. Yeah. It's che- cheesy and it it's a tries to be like fun and edgy and it's just like stop trying so hard and i was worried that's what titans was going to be not to say it doesn't try a little hard sometimes but i was worried titans was going to be a super low budget take like a super low budget version of suicide squad and that's what i was worried about because like Mm -hmm. i said it looks low budget like it looks bad i mean it's a tv show but the trailer like kind of highlighted some of the super cheesy looking elements of it, I thought. Kind of, I kind of want to use like the words like over stylized or kind of like. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, like it looked weird, and I'm like, man, this ain't gonna be good. But then I watched, like I said, I watched Doom Patrol like 20 minutes into one episode. I'm like, hmm, 
the trailer looked overstylized in the way that Zack Snyder, like not to like just rag on DC movies, but in the way that Zack Snyder makes his movies. It's kind of the problem with not so much Man of Steel, but definitely Batman v Superman and whatever happened with Justice League, where it's overdone with CG to where it doesn't need to be. Like you can scale it back a little bit. It can look a little more natural. And so I was worried that's what this was going to be only with a TV show budget. And yeah, no, I don't think it is. Like, I think it's, yeah, there's some cheesiness, but the first episode, you know, partway in, I'm like, this is actually, this is actually pretty good. Mm. Like, it's not as cheesy as I, as I was expecting. There's so many superhero TV shows right now. It's not the best of them. It's not bad. I thought it was going to be crap. And I was impressed. In fact, I just out of curiosity had Melanie watch the first episode. I've watched, I'm most of the way through the first season now, but I had Melanie watch the first episode and you know, she's, I'm sure she could care less about the Titans TV show. Doom Patrol at least is kind of more in her wheelhouse of like weirdness and humor. Mm. And at the end she's like, that was actually pretty good. I was like, yeah, right. Like it's not bad. It's a pretty good show. There's some, as it goes, I think it's still good. There's a couple cheesy moments, but for the most, and there's also a couple moments where it's like, oh, you're trying too hard. But for the most part, I think it's pretty good. And there's some stuff that like really sticks out as like standout moments. And uh, it's kept my interest. There's every time something like kind of a, something extreme, something like adult or like just kind of messed up happens because most of the characters are pretty loose with, they don't, not everybody has the rules about not murdering people. Mm-hmm. So, like the first episode, Starfire snaps this dude's neck. And I just wanted to go, Teen Titans go! And then later, if you haven't watched it, you haven't got this far, but it, later there's, never mind, it's kind of spoilers. I don't want to get into it. But there's a part where somebody just, a young character drops a bunch of F-bombs and his attitude is just ridiculous. And afterwards, I just want to be like, you know, because he's like, oh, I blah, 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 and I effing love it. Who the F are you? Like, just has this moment. <laughs> and afterwards, I just go, I was watching this by myself, mind you. I just go, Teen Titans, go! <laughs> You're right. And it's weird, too, to see, like, because you almost think when, like, DC Universe came out that they would more market it towards children, but this is a very, like, adult. Dude, like, children. Or, I mean, not, actually, no, hold on. Not children, more teenagers, but not as far as, like, they went in both these shows. <laughs> like, Well, I'm surprised that they went with Titans, and it is definitely an adult show. It's for, you know, it's essentially R-rated, you know? Children and teens are not DC's target audience. Comic books are not for kids anymore because kids don't read them. The people like at a certain point, I want to say starting in the eighties into the nineties, I guess when comics started to get more mature, the kids that were reading comics in the eighties and nineties are now the main people that are reading comics and comics have kind of like evolved. I think in a sense that comics have towards got, that. Yeah. Comics have got lost on this generation, like of, of younger, of the younger audience. But it's so weird because I think mostly comic YouTube books have still over. the comic book stories have taken over TV and movies. Right. Like everything's comic books now, except for comic books. And and you know DC and Marvel have been you know long since been bought by these huge uh, entertainment companies mm-hmm. to where the comic book portion of their companies is like not profitable. It's just a little add on, like whatever we had to buy this 
we had to buy DC or Marvel because we want to use their characters in these multi-million dollar blockbuster movies. Right. To where like once they buy them, the comic books actually become like losing profit. But I guess it's okay because the whole comic book industry is probably like nothing compared to what the movies and TV shows that the comic books inspire make. So it's, it's very strange. I feel that I'm more like visual stuff, like video entertainment other than like reading entertainment anymore, which is weird. Cause when I was a kid, I, I read a lot of books and we read comic books that we had got, but now I'm more into like YouTube and all that kind of media. And I, I think they're sinking more into TV shows, movies and all that stuff over. Well, that's where the mass audience obviously is going to be. Yeah. Like if you're talking about, if you have these characters and you want to like make these characters profitable, you're going to sink the money into the movies or to TV shows where you're going to get everybody watches movies or TV. A very select like niche audience reads the comics. Right. But again, that's also what I like about this DC universe is that we have that collection of comics that we I read. really liked that. The, like, uh, It's so strange, just the idea of it. Because I was like, oh, why do we need a DC streaming app? Like, why? So they're making a couple original shows. And as we were talking, like, they're actually from what I've watched the original shows so far, pretty good. Like I love Doom Patrol. It's one of my favorite comic book shows now. I know we kind of glossed over it, but the fact that like, I don't know, one show generally isn't enough to, for me to like jump on board with another streaming service, mm-hmm. but roping the comics in there and it makes sense. It's DC. That's actually, you know, I've been using your account, but I've been thinking like if they all, if they start bringing in more recent comics, and I know they're supposed to, they're going to be like six months behind what's currently out on stands. But uh, you know, yeah, because currently by that physical copy, yeah, currently mm-hmm. they're more than that. It's like a year or so, a year or better, is about as new as you're going to get, and they're supposed to update that. So if they update that, I don't know. I'd be really tempted to get my own account because, like, I've stopped buying comics. It's got too expensive. Yeah, and, and they, can't do, afford it. they do have a deal where you buy a year of it for $79, so it takes like 80 cents per month off. That's not bad. Which is not bad for that kind of... For a comic book fan, I think 79 for that kind of collection of comics. Like I said, I'm not, I haven't gone in there and searched all the comics, but you know, looking up ones that I want to start on, I mean, that's well worth it to me. Plus, plus the originals that don't have commercials or anything for that cheap. So when if when the app first the service first launched, I created an account, but I didn't buy like a membership or whatever. But I whatever I went to the website to where you could at least look to see what they had. Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed at first, and it definitely seems like they've boosted their collection of stuff. Initially, after you give me access, I looked around and I was kind of blown away. I was like, "Oh, there's so much stuff." I don't know. There's probably I have no idea how many issues DC has in their backlog. Hundreds of thousands, easily, but. After digging through it further, there's actually there's a lot on there, but there's not as much as I was initially thinking. There's a lot of good key storylines where if you haven't, you know, like, and there's a lot of stuff I have haven't read in there, but like looking at some of the Batman stuff, I know you don't really care about Batman comics, but I was looking through and I'm like, oh, I should Jasper needs to read that. That's like essential Batman. Oh, Jasper should read that. Oh, look at that. That's good Batman. And then uh, I was like, well. Phew. What about Swamp Thing? So I looked up Swamp Thing, and they have, like, all the Alan Moore stuff, or at least a big chunk of the Alan Moore stuff. And I'm like, well, at least they know what they're doing. Like, they're picking good stuff. But then I dove into it deeper, and, like, Swamp Thing, like, I've read the Alan Moore stuff, 
And I've read some of the newer, like they had the new 52 stuff. I want to read the stuff I haven't read. They only really have the Alan Moore stuff and the new 52 stuff. Like they don't have the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a bummer. So if, if you know, anymore, I'm not even that avid. And it's not like I've been reading comic uh, DC comics my whole life. But I imagine for somebody who has read a lot of DC comics, what they want to read might not be here. They've probably read most of the stuff in here. Although it's a good excuse to branch out to other characters. I don't know. Point is they do have a ton of stuff and they have good storylines and there's a lot of stuff and there's a lot of Batman stuff in there. I haven't read, but it could be expanded. I guess the plan is to have their whole backlog collection on there by 2020 or 2021. Really? Yeah. But again, that could be a horrible source. I don't remember the website I looked at, but I'm not, I'm going to assume that's false information. <laughs> I kind of am too. I mean, that <laughs> can't trust you. That'd Jasper. Be a, that'd be a lot for seven ninety nine a month. Uh, is that how much it is? Yeah. seven ninety nine a month. Oh man. That's actually a really good deal. Uh, so there was a lot of stuff. I mean, there's hundreds with all the series together, maybe even a thousand Batman issues in there, which is awesome. But then I was like, they had all the new 52 stuff. They had several of the current run, although nothing that I hadn't read yet. And I haven't been reading it for over a year. So I was disappointed in that. So then I looked in it, the initial like 40 something year run series, you know, cause they have it split into the volumes or whatever, but, uh, of Batman where there should be, or detective comics, even where there should be almost, there should be 900 and something issues. Mm-hmm. And they had a couple hundred, which is a lot. 100, 120, 200, but like that's like 600 issues that aren't there, you know. So they don't have everything, but they do have a good. I mean, I'm the especially eight bucks a month, that's a pretty good selection. Yeah, I, I think there's comics, there's enough there that would keep you reading for quite a while. Now, I've heard of Marvel Unlimited. Is that kind of the same? Is that more just comic? I know that's more just comic books, isn't it? No, it's just, yeah, it's just comics, and they've had it for a while. And the DC Universe app made sense to me because DC's what I would primarily read mm-hmm. and i was always a little jealous of marvel unlimited but it's the same type of deal where they don't have the newest new the newest of the new comics they're a little behind but they have a lot of stuff and i've heard people have the same kind of complaints that i'm making about dc now but yeah marvel unlimited has been around for a while but it's just comics now as that, far as i know that bridges to my question do you think disney plus when it comes out will will merge the two apps oh i don't know you know you know what i'm saying like kind of kind of try to rival universe i mean they said they have so many plans for disney plus you know i was wondering if that i that, was wondering if that would be one that'd be a good idea but in terms of like competing i don't think they're even remotely worried about competing with dc dc universe, universe or anything like yeah. i don't think they are at all especially because they've they've now announced all the you know the movie actors are going to be in tv shows type thing but Again, too, so I know we kind of glanced over, but I kind of want to come back to to uh, Doom Patrol. Yes, let's return to Doom Patrol. Yeah, to Doom Patrol. What did you think of Brendan Fraser in this kind of role? And kind of the role of the robot man? I like him in the role of the robot man because I don't have to look at his face. <laughs> he got big, dude. He's, he, like, I was, okay. I've never been a Brendan Fraser fan. I, I don't care for him. I don't understand, like, uh, I've known so many chicks that love him. Oh, Brendan Fraser. Why? Is it Melanie one or she doesn't like him? No, she's one of them. Oh, my God. 
They are all. They all are. <laughs> all you ladies out there, which I don't get. Okay, so he was kind of good looking, I guess, but like he's goofy. I don't know. He seems. This, this is. He seems dumb. He seems a little dim. I just don't care for him. And he's gotten older, and he's got a big old blockhead now. And it's just like he was fitting for his character of this kind of a crap bag race car driver guy. I was like, oh, that's fitting. Mm-hmm. Although I don't see him hopping in and out of that window very quick at all. That's so rude. I probably, I'm sure I weigh more than he does. But no, he's a big, big thick guy now. Thick with three C's. <laughs> that's right. Mm, thick. Thick. Think about his so first, Think about the first shot you see of him in that series now. Yeah. Ugh. That said, I don't think he's bad in it. I don't really hate him. I'm not a huge fan of him, but I, I don't really hate him. And I mean, a part of me is like, good for you, man. Like, because I hadn't seen him in anything, and you know, he's getting work, and it's in something I enjoy, and I do enjoy his robot man character. Uh, his he has a couple catchphrases. And I appreciate him for how ridiculous it is. He does the funny moments amazingly. Like, do you think he's in? The, is he in the robot suit all the time? Is he ever in the robot suit? I would think he is. I would think so because he doesn't really have to move that much. I mean, and he doesn't move very fast in it. Yeah, it probably is him. This is super rude. This is bad. Bad. Whatever. I was kind of laughing in that one episode where he looks up that you can see his throat moving. Uh huh. Yeah. I didn't notice. Yeah, when the, uh, he's talking to the people in Nernheim, mm-hmm. when he looks up to talk to him, you can see his whole this whole piece of his suit moving. Oh, I wonder if they like because I thought his whole thing is supposed to be metal, mm-hmm. but yeah, this whole thing is moving. That's I didn't notice. That. That's funny. The suit doesn't look bad either. No, I like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, overall, I think the look of like Doom Patrol, I think it looks pretty good. It's, there's some questionable CG, but to be honest, the Titans has some real bad CG moments, mm-hmm. but overall, I think I, I, you know, it's fine. I like it. It does seem like the CG moments they have that are, it kind of seemed like this was all a test type thing. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they didn't sink all the money into this series yet, but well, like the costumes are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, like Cyborg looks pretty decent. I think. What do you think of his character? Oh, oh, as far as right now, how do you think? I hate Cyborg. He's a D-bag. Okay, so here's the thing with Doom Patrol, though. Everyone's a D-bag. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all jerks. They're either they're either a jerk or just super mopey or a combination of them. Or they're Jane, and it's and she's like all of them. Mm-hmm. Jane's, Jane's becoming my favorite character. But that's kind of the show. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of show. They're all jerks. It's just most of them are kind of likable. They're likable jerks. You know, Robot Man seems like less of a jerk now because he kind of lost, you know, because he lost everything type deal. Mm-hmm. Out of all of them, he kind of seems like he has the most heart. They're all jerks, but they're kind of likable. However, Cyborg is, to me, even though he's the good guy out of all of them, where they're mm-hmm. all just kind of like ambivalent for the most part, he's the good guy. He's the one I can stand the least. He is just a huge jerk and super judgmental. Right. Um, the villain. So let's talk about the villain. The show's ridiculous. Episode one, the donkey fart. It's like, oh God, don't, don't. That's trying too hard. And some people would be turned off by the super meta-ness mm-hmm. of it. But I, I'm I'm a sucker for good meta. And this show is super meta. The villain, is he's, he might as well just, like, 
it kind of puts Deadpool's meta-ness to shame, mm-hmm. how meta this is. At the beginning of the second episode, he's even, you know, I mean, who's even watching this? A few, fan, a few fanboy DC fans, some Twitter trolls, blah, 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 and amazed anybody stuck around after the donkey fart. Like, they knew. They know. Yeah. Like, that's what I was That I was made the laughing. donkey fart work, work for me because I'm just like, well, it was stupid and ridiculous, but then they had the villain in the scene reference the fact that people stuck around watching after the donkey fart. Like, come on. Okay, you got me. Right. And that was even a moment where like the narration's happening and then the camera pans over and he's standing there in the scene actually saying it. Yeah. And the guy's sitting there like, who are you talking to? I love that stuff. Yeah. And he's like narrating. And then like, when they get to that part, when they're in the other world and he's narrating the movements, he's like, then they look forward and like, <laughs> Oh no. And they could hear his narration and yeah. that becomes a thing where he'll talk to people through the narration. <laughs> but then they, then they journeyed forward and nobody moves. Then they journeyed forward and they're like, they start walking. Yeah. Like, what? He disappears for several episodes before kind of coming back in. I'm a, we're probably, you'd watched five episodes. Yeah. Wherever you left off last, I, I lost your spot for you. I'm sorry. Uh, the last was when the eyes in this guy. Okay. Yeah. You're going to have to, that's the problem with these apps. Netflix is smart. I like the, well, maybe it's not smart for them, but I like that they have different profiles with Netflix. So I like, looked, I like to see if like because I was because that's what I was thinking too. Is if I started reading the comics, I'm like, damn, I'm gonna like jump over Randy or something. And so I've been looking, but I can't find. <laughs> no, I don't think you can. I do though. Like it's like Hulu and Hulu and HBO. It's all the same. Like, they I do really, like that we can watch at the same time. That's, yes. So. I don't have to like text you like, hey, are you Eventually on? companies are going to try to do away with it, but I think they realize that they might as well embrace it. People won't get upset if they're like, yeah, no, your plan includes you can watch it on two different devices at the same time, as opposed to like, no, one device, or you have to buy another account. Well, because I think that then you'll be more susceptible to price hike because then you're like, oh, well, they let us watch two people at a time. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with nine ninety nine a month, but. Mm-hmm. Or Netflix, which keeps going up, but. <sighs> I'm about to get rid of Netflix. I see. I'm okay with it though, because man. Okay. So the Netflix, this is, we're all over the place and we need to get onto the actual episode, but I just <laughs> want to say, I just want to say Netflix, you know, I had Netflix for years. Mm-hmm. And then at one point I was like, whatever cutting costs. So I got rid of it for a while. And then I got it back as they started transitioning towards, because I remember I had it for a long time, the streaming service, all that. I had it when it was you get the discs and mail before they launched the streaming service. But uh, whatever, it was Netflix. It was movies and TV seasons and stuff. But no original. This is before the original stuff. Then they started doing the original stuff. You know, I didn't have it for a while. I got it back during that period where it's like where I'd be browsing through, and I'm like, where's all the movies? Like, what is this? Like, there's a, some. They had some a bunch of original stuff, but like they didn't have a lot of super good stuff. Right. And I remember being annoyed where all the old, you know, all the old movies go. But now, dude, like, I don't know. They've got such a good, I'm kind of like, where's the next good original Netflix thing? And most of the original Netflix originals aren't, they're just shows from foreign countries that they license, whatever. But there are a lot of good shows. So I'm kind of up to a certain point. Like I think keep hiking it. Like they, whether there's just like a three or $4 price hike, which is a little much, but for the most part, I'm still within the range where I'm like, I get it because I enjoy, it's not an HBO where there's two shows I want to watch. 
It's not a DC universe where there's, you know, one show I like, one show that's not bad, and maybe I'll read some comics. There's a bunch of shows on Netflix that I like and I watch regularly. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's there's other shows that I want to watch. I just haven't got to it. There's shows where I'm like, when's the next season coming? So I'm kind of good with it right now. Right. I mean, they start going well over $20. I might have to think about it, but I'm, I'm good. I'm okay with their price. I think hikes. the only reason I have an issue with the price hike is because I have the other apps. And I'm kind of trying to look to where I want to get rid of some certain ones I don't watch as much. I think Netflix is the only one I don't watch that much because I kind of only have it to watch Arrow and Arrow Flash and all that D- the DC Arrowverse. I wish the CW app didn't get rid of the old seasons. Then you'd be good yeah, for free. Yeah, that's, that's what sucks is like, well, I could move the CW, but then I went back. I'm like, oh, they're not even in the season. I'm still winning. They, they drop off after like, I don't know. Which is a, what sucks with Hulu weeks. as well too, so... Hulu I dropped a long time ago when basically I think everybody but maybe Amazon lost the Doctor Who the Doctor Who classic license. Mm-hmm. And that's the main thing I was keeping Hulu for because I'd watched old Doctor Who on there. Oh, and when C- the CW launched their app because I used to watch Flash and Arrow on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the reason why I have Hulu is to catch up on like my TV shows like Orville, you know, wrestling or something like that designated survivor when it was out but now that's on that's actually a netflix show now so the only one i'm paying for right now is netflix and i use it a lot and i do have access to like hulu uh hbo now and dc universe i was laughing at that mostly through you but also like other people too (laughs) oh and amazon which i never use i have access to all these accounts right (laughs) so i kind of have them all netflix is the one i watch most of the time it's like me paying you back for being a producer of the show like here DC Universe. I just like, do you do you have access to HBO now for this Game of Thrones season? No, I got you, fam. Yep, <laughs> like, yep, yep. Yeah, I never know who because there's like HBO now. There's three people that sometimes have it that I sometimes have access to, but they don't all always have it. At, you know, whatever. I usually only have it if I need to get caught up on Westworld. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you do. It shows good. I think that I watched that at a bad time. Like Mira, I told you I was having a hard time catching on to it. Mm-hmm. But I think I was messing with a lot of that concussion stuff. And yeah. I think now that I'm more clear-minded, I can like I think I'm going to just go back and restart. It's still going to be confusing because that's yeah. the show. I think I'm going to go back and restart. But if you're dealing with uh, post-concussion issues, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's not going to help. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just – it was entertaining to me, but I couldn't just – I couldn't focus. Like mm-hmm. I would get back on my phone or something like that, but I watched the new Game of Thrones without even looking at my phone once because I'm like, now I'm in it. I think what we were saying though about like HBO, mm-hmm. I think that's I think their series are going to start changing. There was I don't know I don't know if it was a article about it recently or something, but I was hearing something recently about basically HBO and maybe other companies want to stop pumping tons of money into these series, like Game of Thrones and Westworld, super expensive. But but they're good. But you know the idea is they channel all this money into these series. It becomes like the the must watch TV show. So they'll get people to subscribe to their stuff, their service. But I think the problem they're having is you can subscribe for a month, binge a whole season of or whatever or multiple seasons of this show. They put tons of money, millions and millions of dollars per episode into you. You pay like ten. 15 bucks for one month, you could just binge it all and then cancel the service. And I, a lot of people do that. Yeah. But I think that's where Netflix is smart in that they're constantly 
like there's new stuff constantly and they might not have, it's not all like must watch Westworld game of Thrones stuff, but like to me, there's enough on there that is must watch for me. Like they're killing it with Sabrina. Like I, we've only watched one episode of Sabrina season two, but chilling adventures of Sabrina. Like I don't even, I was kind of blown away. I didn't even realize it was this month. Season two starting dude, October, they put up season one and then like a month later, maybe two months later they had a special and then they're back like four months after that with season two. Whereas there's a lot of shows like doctor who we're not going to have any new doctor who this whole year. Like it's over. It's going to be like a year and a half between seasons, but Sabrina four months, man, four months. Like that's, it blows my mind. So more of that. I think, I think too, I don't know if, if it's true or if you'd agree with me. I think what's nice about these streaming services that, I think a lot of the young writers and people that have ideas are more eligible to get a show or help with a show other than people like, it seems like in TV that you kind of have to have experience as a writer. See, that's kind of interesting. I I wonder if like, I think having these kind of things brings out more talent. uh, If that makes sense. uh, Yeah. I don't know. Like possibly to me, it seems like there are more shows that are willing to take risks and stuff. Melanie and I, I think Melanie finished it on her own last night, but Melanie and I have been watching season two of, or I guess part two of the OA on Netflix. Mm -hmm. That show's weird. The network would never pick that show up for that point, for that, for that point, for that point, for that porno. I was like, Whoa, there is some, there was some weird tentacle porn. And we've gone aspects (laughs) in season two. Anyway, Okay, let me dodge that show. <laughs> no, it's it's good. It's so strange. But uh <laughs> but for that point, for that matter, Stranger Things, they tried to shop that around to, you know, net HBO, networks, nobody'd pick it up. Netflix picked it up. It's Stranger Things, it's a huge hit. Season three coming soon. Oh, I can't wait. So it seems like they're more willing to invest in a risk with some of these shows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my opinion, it pays off because it makes for more interesting TV, more interesting storylines, more unique storylines. I like some weirdness, so I'm good with it. You know, um, Doom Patrol's weird. It's kind of weird in a broad way, though, I guess. You know, it's kind of a broad, more of a broad comedy. But even that's pretty strange. But I think it also has an effect on traditional cable channels because that makes me think of Legion. Mm-hmm. Which is another, you know, it's a, it was FX. It's an FX show, the weirdest superhero TV show or property really being made in a, in a like live action for a medium right now. Super weird, but awesome. I think season final season starting soon. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. I I feel like part part of it's HBO. Their willingness to like, I mean, with Sopranos, they kind of launch themselves in like, you know, we can do quality TV, mm-hmm. premium TV. So I think they're a big cause for them being able to, I don't know. We I can't get too far into it because I'll just trace it all back to Twin Peaks in the early 90s. So let's just end <laughs> this conversation now. Or Buffy. You got to mention Buffy. I do believe in a sense that it is bringing out more talent because it seems like show writing has got a lot better lately. And there's a lot more gotta see shows dude i will agree especially right now there i mean there'll be t- there'll be there's still lulls occasionally mm-hmm. but you know 
Melanie will come over on the weekends. We watch a lot of TV. And especially lately, it's been like, there are too many shows to fit in to a weekend. Yeah. We're, we're, we're watching. Well, like I said, she finished OA, but we're watching the OA game of Thrones just started. Uh, so we're going to be watching that, uh, doom patrol. I'm watching teen Titans on my own. Uh, Sabrina. What else? We blew through umbrella. Academy. like, was that one good? Yeah. Umbrella Academy. Oh, yeah. I, I want to start it, but I didn't. Yeah. Watch it. It's good. That's my problem, though, is I get started on a show, it's close. and then I want to go back to the show I was just watching, <laughs> and I never go back. <laughs> Melanie, okay, so in my mind, in ter- if you want to g- try to like separate these superhero shows, it's not super meta at all. It's not meta, really, but I would group it with Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. It would go in a group with Doom Patrol. Melanie likes Umbrella Academy better. She's like, well, Doom Patrol's no Umbrella Academy. I like Doom Patrol a lot better. Point is... Yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's it's a little goofy. It's a little goofy. It's fun. It's got some interesting concepts going on. That for me, that's really what hooked me. Is like there's some interesting ideas in there. The characters, but yeah, I've kind of seen moments of Umbrella Academy over my buddy's shoulder at work. Like watched basically an episode with him. I kind of still like Doom Patrol better. Like, but you know, oh, I yeah. have to watch the show to see what it what's well, going on. Jasper, this I don't think this is a pre-show anymore. This is there's there's this five, is an actual episode. There's five Mondays this month, which means there's a Monday where we didn't have anything going out. Now we have something going out, <laughs> which is good and bad. <laughs> it's good because it's get, get ready, it's get stuff ready for, for you, me. listener. It's bad because it's another thing I have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Well, it's it's gonna do as good as the outtake did. <laughs> the greatest TV shows Jasper's never watched. <laughs> But he had, or the greatest TV shows Jasper's watched this week. <laughs> Listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many episodes is Game of Thrones supposed to be this season? Oh, I don't like twelve. No, six, eight, something small. Six or eight? Yeah, I, was, I thought it was eight. Might be. I'm not super up on it. Yeah, but I see. That's why I always like tell. Like we were t- talking about this a little bit ago. That's what I like about this kind of subscription service because my friends like, oh, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. Go get HBO now for a month, and you're and you're fine. <laughs> yeah, you blaze through it. You know, he's like, "Oh, the DVDs are you know expensive." I'm like, "Just get HBO now, man!" Like, don't let HBO. I think that's the problem. I think I like this current. I don't like. I don't like having like so many streaming services to where you're going to end up paying a hundred dollars a month on eight different streaming services to watch your shows. However, this is exactly what I've been wanting. Ever since I complained about cable, I'm like, why do they launch? Why do you have these little packages where like you have to buy an extra package because you they have one channel you want, and then they lump a hundred channels in there. Why can't it just be pick and choose? I want this channel, this one, this one, and that's basically what we have now. HBO and now Sling's doing it where you can you can pick a live channel you want and then get also the HBO Now package, AMC stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so it is kind of exactly what I want. That said. I think they're starting to realize, like, I don't know that the business is going to be behind them in terms of buy our service for a month and then cancel. Like, I don't think that's, I think that's going to change the current model eventually. Yeah. I think it's going to be kind of like HBO where they, you know, they just basically do it by the week that it comes out. You know, like it still releases like a show. I don't know how Netflix is sustainable, but well, I guess I kind of, I kind of wish they would not give you a whole season at once because I kind of like to wait a little bit. 
yeah, release the season, but just do it weekly, you know? I've noticed they do that with some shows. Kind of frustrating. I was, I, I hadn't watched Better Call Saul for a long time. Like, I'd, mm. I think I'd watched the first season when it started, but then I didn't have AMC, so I just never really so watched, you watched it. you watched the entirety of Breaking Bad? Oh, yeah. Okay, I haven't. I love, oh. I need to. I loved Breaking Bad. But then, not long ago, eh, maybe a year ago, but not long ago, I caught up on Better Call Saul. And uh, part of that was on Netflix, because they had this past season. So I was like, yeah, well, I'm going to try this show. And it's good. And I binged through it up till, like, you know, a season behind. Well, Better Call Saul is a Netflix original now. Mm-hmm. But they had a weird deal worked out with AMC. Wait, is it AMC? I think it was AMC. That had, um, yeah. yeah, AMC. Where AMC still also had it. Mm-hmm. So when a new episode would come out, AMC would get it. And then the next night, Netflix would get it. So it was released on Netflix week to week. But for whatever reason... Kind of like Hulu does now, where a new show, mm-hmm. the new episode comes out the night after. And Netflix has done Netflix does that with other shows too. Mm-hmm. But what was irritating to me is it would be released like the next day or maybe even that night, week to week, in other countries, but not in America. In America, we still had to wait till it was ran its course on AMC and then we get it a year later. Right. And I'm assuming that's because of whatever deal Netflix worked out with AMC. They're like, yeah, no, you can carry the new show if you help produce it, but not in America because that's our market. That's where people watch, you know, whatever. So that frustrated me a little bit. And I'm always nervous about doing the VPN thing. I did watch a few episodes where I was like, computer, tell the internet I'm in England. There we go. But uh, you can't do that when you stream it to the TV through Chromecast. So, eh, whatever. Do you like when they Netflix resurrects a series or picks up a series to have as their own. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with it because I mean, obviously if they picked it up and it sucked that I wouldn't want that, but because it gives shows that get canceled on networks a chance. Like I've mentioned on Grolic several times, I've been into like the kind of Nordic noir type shows, like moody detective shows, I call them. And, uh, I recently started watching, and I know it's a remake of a foreign series, but uh, The Killing, mm-hmm. which ran on maybe AMC or FX or something for three seasons, and it's good. I think it ran three seasons on AMC or FX or whatever channel it was on, and then got canceled. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that because they have four seasons on Netflix because Netflix picked it up for, I think it was maybe a shorter season, but to finish the series out. And in that case, yeah, I, I loved it. I, sometimes you can kind of tell. You can tell that there's been a production change. and But for the most part, the writing and the, you know, they usually have the same, the same actors come back. Like, the writing's decent. So, like, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty good with it. The one instance in which I was not super wild about what Netflix did with it, well, maybe two. A lot of people would say Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind. I didn't watch the... If the most recent seasons launched, I haven't watched it, but I didn't mind what they did with season through whatever the first Netflix season, but thick of it, they picked up the thick of it, which is a UK show that I liked quite a bit. Had Peter Capaldi is really good. The last season or the Netflix season was very different and it wasn't bad. And I was glad to have more of it, but I was not super wild about it. So it doesn't always pan out, but for the most part, I'm good with it. It makes me think of, like if it gives me, if it give, this is Showtime, but Showtime brought back Twin Peaks and it was very 
Twin Peaks is very polarizing anyway, but the season's very polarizing even amongst Twin Peaks fans. But I loved it. So, yeah, if we can get more stuff like that, I'm down for it. Because I was just wondering, because I know a lot, some people are kind of, it seemed on like Reddit and stuff that they're kind of on the fence about it. Like, oh, I don't want Netflix picking this up to ruin it or something. But it's, it seemed to me that every time Netflix picked up a show, it got better. Sometimes it's just going to be weird because there's rusted development. There's many, many years between. Mm. I didn't like Full House, so I never watched Fuller House. Mm-hmm. I really don't care. They did make a sequel to a movie though once and I don't, maybe they didn't make it. Maybe it's one of those things where some random little studio made it and they picked it up, but there's a Netflix original film. That's a sequel to crouching tiger, hidden dragon and the crouching tiger, hidden dragon, the light of the sword, sword of the dragon. I don't know what it's called. Crap movie, horrible movie, right? Don't do that. I don't like that. <laughs> Because I also say, like... Bad movie. And even in, like, originals, like, Netflix is getting really good with their movies. You know, they're, I think they pull in equally new talent and experienced talent to make those movies. The huge hit that Bird Box was, I never watched it myself, but... I did watch it. It was okay. I will say, though, one side effect, because it feels like, well, there's so many new shows now, but I don't think it's... I mean, there are a lot of new good shows... But I think also one thing I do appreciate a lot about the Netflix original situation specifically is access to shows that otherwise I'd never see. Mm. A lot of like half of the Netflix originals, at least maybe 75% of the Netflix originals I watch that I discovered on Netflix and that I like a lot, especially the moody detective shows, they're all foreign shows that they pick up as a Netflix original and stream on the service. But they were actually produced by whatever company in wherever country and aired over there. I love it because there's a lot of good foreign shows that you're not going to get those on the network. You're going to get the inferior American remake of it. You know, like even something like Broadchurch is an awesome show. You know, it's got David Tennant. It's a British show. Watch that. Instead, they remade it. I don't know what network. I never watched it. But they remade it with David Tennant doing an American accent and not Olivia Coleman uh, over here. And I did not hear great things. And I'm like, well, why did they do that? Just play Broadchurch. Yeah. It's an English language show. But even that, like, there's a lot of, since Netflix finally fixed their subtitle issue, because their subtitles used to, like, was unwatchable to me for a while because the timing was off it would constantly flash a line for half a second at you and then disappear. And it's like, well, I don't know what's going on in the show. They fixed that. Or they put it right in the middle of the screen. That was kind of, I, I don't know if I've ever had that. I've had that twice. Weird. Especially into the Badlands. It like pops it up next to Daniel Wu's head. And I'm like, why is it up here? <laughs> like, is it him saying it? <laughs> yeah. Is it like a stylistic thing? Maybe. No, it'd be like here and then it'll move to the top and then bottom. <laughs> hmm. But since it's behaving, the subtitles are behaving normally for me. Yeah, there's a lot of shows I've started watching that would never get picked up in, for a network over here. So I'm glad. I'm 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 all about it. And I know I was I'm complaining about that now. And I had just said I watched the American version of The Killing, but I can't find the non-American one. Maybe it's on Netflix. Maybe I'm an idiot, but I can't find it. So, but yeah, TV man, it's good right now. Right, <laughs> it's good. And another question: Do you think? I was kind of thinking this too because we were talking about DC Universe and how it has some of their old shows. Now, it doesn't have anything that's currently running on the CW, as we said. 
But do you think once Arrow concludes, do you think Arrow will join or will CW try to keep that on their site? I don't know what kind of deal. Are any of the CW shows on there right now? No, um, Constantine is, I believe. Oh, that doesn't really count. Yeah, I mean, that's not really that theirs. NBC. But yeah, kind of mm-hmm. that meant, I meant to say in that same Arrowverse. That makes me think once Arrow concludes now, is it the flash averse It was always the flash averse <laughs> It might have started with like Arrow. It. it took off for me with Flash. Arrow, no. Okay, I got to give Arrow props because, and I did watch the first couple seasons, the first few seasons, I think, until it really took a horrible nosedive. And it was always cheesy, but the reason we have any of those shows is because of Arrow. Because they did a fairly decent job giving that it's, given that it's CW still and it still feels like CW, which is a con for me, but given that they're working with CW... They did a reasonably well, good job at producing an entertaining show that managed to catch on. The only reason we have The Flash against Gorilla Grodd on live-action CW television is because Arrow caught on. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, good. I think it's always like with that, too, kind of going back to, you know, what can these DC Universe shows spawn? You know, like what, how many series can they write on this? I think... You can tell Arrow was the first series up, and then they kind of use that as as a, a jump off point to mm-hmm. start these other shows. That's why I really think they're getting rid of or stopping Arrow is to let these other shows grow into their own. Are they own ending space. it? Yeah, this, it'll be done after this fall. Well, that just means their season or their their ratings are sagging. Yeah, well, and apparently at the start of this season, Stephen Amell said this would he's done playing the Arrow. Hmm. So he's like, I need to take on, he took on an, apparently another role in either a movie or another show, and he wants to stop being the arrow. Which, I mean, they could almost technically write him out. Oh, easily. Mm-hmm. Could just be about his sister at this, because like, I'm still in season three, and yeah, this could be about his sister and be a show. I fell off, unfortunately, because I really did enjoy The Flash, and I did like what they were doing with Legends, but I fell off all of them. I will agree to this. I love the arrow character, and that's why I still watch it. There's some points where the show falls off for me, and you can tell it's kind of a lull in the writing. But Flash, Flash's production is way way better, and the story arc is a little bit better. I kind of didn't like how they they handled the last of season one in a sense. Like there is some really good scenes in that last episode, but also like like oh well, you can't really beat the Reverse Flash technically, you know, because he could just keep rewriting time or whatever. We're so behind. You're so behind. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh my god! I know what happens. I'm behind, and I'm still like two seasons ahead of you. Yeah, I know what. I know what happens later. I accidentally read ahead on some something I was looking up to answer a question in the first season, and but my problem is when I start reading, I don't stop, and so I kind of spoiled quite a few things for myself. But the production value is way better in Flash than it is in Arrow. You can tell they spent more time on Flash. One thing I enjoyed doing while watching the Flash seasons was you can tell where they put their money in the season because each season they have a set amount of money to work with. And anytime there's a lot of CG or they have a CG villain or something, that's where their money went. And you could like, we'd be, we'd be watching episodes and I'd be like, they kind of saved money on this episode. Not a whole lot going on. I mean, it's not bad, but you know, not a whole lot of action. Just pretty low key. That means in either next episode or in a couple episodes, here down the road, we're going to get a big CG action scene. And every time it would happen, 
So it's kind of fun to watch. You can tell where they're putting their money and where they're not putting their money. Mm-hmm. I mean, now that it looks like we might have to record our actual episode tomorrow. But <laughs> going back to going back to Doom Patrol, because I just keep wanting to go back. Because I personally like that it's not as dark, mm-hmm. but it's more light, like especially... Like the story, the, overall, is, the story is kind of dark. Oh yeah, but like the overall tone of it. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. It's fun. Like I mean, it's there's serious stuff. You know, it still goes for character beats. You know, character moments. So it's gonna have a little bit of drama, some serious moments. Try to have some heart occasionally. But the general tone of it is yeah, it's fun. It's it's kind of goofy. Uh, it's uh, super meta, and no pun intended. Yeah, I don't know. It's it is lighter. The other obvious thing to look at, because I'm assuming it's probably similar in production, you know, similar production, is Titans. Mm-hmm. Or Titans, it's not as dour as I expected, but it's serious. Yeah. It's serious as a heart attack. As much a darker tone. And it's very, yeah, it's much darker. It's more serious. It's like everybody's a little bit more m- moody, even though in, in, even though it's kind of the joke in uh, the Doom Patrol that everyone's moody. Like, in Titans, everyone's just moody. Doom Patrol's so much more fun. Like, even though the characters are all jerks, and they're all, like, freaks, and uh, in a bad way, like, they have nothing good, like, it's still way more fun. They're useless? Like, it's this... And they set it up in the super ultra-meta narration, like, in the first two minutes of the show. Like, this isn't, you know... Another superhero show, you're probably about ready to kill yourself. And it's so funny because before I started watching that, I was telling Melanie, I was like, there's so many shows I want to check out, but they're all superhero shows. Like, can't we get a not superhero show? That's good. But, uh, and then we started watching that and I was like, well, this knows. They know. They know. They're they're playing into it. They know. Yeah, exactly. That's how they suck you in. I mean, because they're like, oh, we know what we're doing, but we're going to do it well. Like, (laughs) we're going to do this anyway. We know it's ridiculous. Come along for the ride. But yeah, I mean, and and the point is like, it's a quote unquote superhero show. And yeah, they have powers or he's a robot or whatever. They're all completely useless. I guess the robot guy's kind of strong. The one guy has an entity that I'm assuming is powerful that lives inside of him. What good does that do him? Because right. if it comes out, he just passes out and it does whatever it wants to do. The one chick turns into a blob and can't can do anything with it. Like they're completely useless. And that's the show. And that's, I love that. Like right. the idea that it's a superhero team, but they're not heroes and they're not like doing it. They can't do anything. And that's the idea. Yeah. That's what's fun about it. It's that. As season one concludes of, of Doom Patrol, we should do a Grawlix Prime. You're going to come on Grawlix Prime with us Grawlix. and talk to Doom Patrol? Yeah. Yeah. Se- season one. Like, yeah, I'm a hundred percent down. Yeah. But that's why I'm trying like not to talk about the show. Cause especially cause maybe people may have not seen it yet. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's they're doing the week to week thing too. Yeah, which I didn't realize. Yeah, I think it's a good call. This is officially not a pre-show anymore, right? This is just what we're recording. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna record the actual episode later. Yeah. Okay. T- tomorrow we'll do it tomorrow. Okay. If you're, if you're available. How did we just spend an hour? Because it's so damn good. So <sighs> it's the only show I watched that I was like, Randy is gonna like this. Like, because uh-huh. usually I don't know your taste too well. Uh-huh. But I'm like watching. I'm like, dude, I think Rain is going to dig this show. And that's why I was like, because I had already had the idea to purchase DC Universe. But I'm like, for one, with the comics, I like, I have to share this with Randy. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, this show, Randy has to watch. Like, dude, 
Because I I wanted your take on it, and that's why I'm like right now I'm thinking I was like this would make a Grolix a good Grolix Prime episode. So these both, yeah yeah no it would. And if we do cover it on Grolix Prime, I will wait till we can cover it with you. But also after, probably after Doom Patrol concludes. Yeah. Then. Because yeah, it is week to week. I was scrolling down to see how many episodes were left, and I was like, wait, what's this? They're locked. But I like how it tells you what days are coming out. Yeah. yeah. Doom Patrol got me super excited, and then I checked out Titans, and I was like got even more excited because I expected Titans to really suck and it was good. These shows got me super excited for Swamp Thing, which mm-hmm. I was hesitant about because I love some Swamp Thing. And if handled right, Swamp Thing could be a great horror series or movie. I just don't think it's ever really been handled right. It's supposed to be a series at this point. It is right? a series. Yeah, at this point it's supposed to be a series. On DC Universe. So like after watching these shows, I was like, I started getting super excited. I was like, whoa, they actually might handle this right like this might be decent they might put effort into this they seem like they have a game plan for this this universe you well, know. well here's the thing though just before you got here today mm-hmm. now listener we're recording this i don't know i think almost just shy of two weeks before this will actually go up on the feed so there's probably new more news about it or more information about it by now but just today they cut the production of swamp thing short I don't know why. Nobody seems to know why. I couldn't find any concrete stories, but I did find some like, basically at this point, it was just like something, one of the actors, one of the actors of the show had made up some post. like there was a rumor, some actor made a post that kind of confirmed that they cut the season short and then deleted the post. And then, but also then I seen screenshots of somebody else who was connected to it, who said, yeah, they, you know, this is, I don't know why they're doing this. But basically, so they put a bunch of money into the show. So they're invested. It's supposed to be 13 episodes. And they they cut production at 10 episodes. And the way it sounds is it's like they're not like, well, we're just going to compress this down to 10 episodes. It was they have episodes left to film that they're just not going to film. Mm-hmm. What is that? Like it hasn't even aired yet. And they it sounded like they canceled it after investing like $45 million into it and not finished shooting the whole season. And it's still set to like debut in a few weeks. What is that? So I'm really hoping that's not the case. Maybe it's just some weird rumors that kind of ran wild. But see now, do they feel that this the first season? It, looking at it, because they see it as a whole right now. Did the season go too long, and they're cutting season one to ten episodes, and then the last three are going to be what is part of season two, or? Does the person making it feel that it's not up to par where they want it to oh, be? Oh man, I hope that's not it. You know, and then that's they're gonna it, suicide squad this crap. Yeah. I don't know, man. It sounded like it was just done. That would suck, because I think why would they do it? Like unless okay, unless suddenly Warner Brothers was like, you know what, this DC universe app, it's not working. Or these whatever, we're not gonna do this anymore. It just doesn't seem likely after investing that much money into it. Maybe it's not making enough money to to, to justify the whole DC Universe app uh, experiment. But like they've only done what the two shows. Like how you you can't do two, two single seasons and then decide yeah this isn't working. Like it seems weird if that were the case. Unless it was like they're like this is this show's god awful. What are you guys doing? This is canceled. They're still gonna run it though, I think. I don't That's my thing. Like I wonder if it's if it's to a point where like the focus groups didn't like it. Or there's not enough story direction. 
Because, I mean, there's a crap ton of Swamp Thing comics, isn't there? There's so much they could do with Swamp Thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Whatever happens, maybe, hopefully, that's all weird, elaborate rumors. Or, I don't know, there will be more information about it in the future. But, yeah, after watching. It does scare me that I would think that DC would say something about the rumors. Like, you know, this is what our plan is. I, I, I mean. But also putting word out on it, it might be detrimental. You know, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's been debunked by now, or maybe there's been more concrete information before this episode even goes out. Point is, I'm super excited. I'm still excited to see what it is. I hope, but you know that. Of course, you know, I always got to put a little kibosh on whatever Randy's super excited about. There's <laughs> always got to be something, of, especially because it's swampy. Dude, that's exactly it. Like swamp thing. Oh, one other thing I do want to say. If they manage to hook me into a ridiculous super adult Titans show. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to do swamp thing. <laughs> yeah. It better be great. They got me. I'm excited, but watching Titans, I'd be so mad if they like try to make swamp thing, the, the G rated show be like, no, <laughs> why would they do it? A R rated Titans and then <laughs> like, tone down like swamp why would they thing? change it? Why would they, a Swamp Thing was like the first DC book that just straight up dropped the uh, comics authority code off of it. It'd be ridiculous not to do that. Anyway, so I was watching Titans. Now, I, I don't watch Gotham, which is unfortunate because if I, I had watched Gotham, I had that interview with Z-Chun on Grawlix Prime not long ago. Z-Chun, who was the supervising producer on this last season of Gotham that just wrapped up. I didn't even talk to him much about Gotham because I haven't been watching it. But, so Gotham aside, that ain't Batman. That ain't Batman. Watching Titans. Oh, see, they're not canceling it because I just read news also that they cast, I can't remember who it is, but it's somebody I see and I was like, okay, I guess so. They cast a Bruce Wayne for season two of Titans. Okay. Which means they've, they're they getting over the like, you know, none of the big movie characters can be in the TV shows. They're, I mean, Cyborg's in this, so obviously they're, done with that you know but i want a batman show now because i think it could actually work gotham like i kind of like the look of gotham but, but not not a g-rated like not no no not no. gotham they need they need on par with well, i mean gotham's not g-rated but it's still on TV par with titans doom patrol type batman because so titans the main well one of the main characters is dick grayson first robin they'll do like um flashbacks to when he was younger you know, because he was raised by Bruce Wayne uh, after his parents died and all this, blah, blah, blah. And they haven't had Bruce Wayne in there. They've had a silhouette of a guy who's supposed to be Bruce Wayne, you know, yeah. or somebody in the foreground. But it's clear they're like they were intentionally not showing Bruce Wayne. They don't have a specific actor for it or they are not supposed to use him explicitly. It's just nebby. it's Bruce Wayne. He's there, but you don't really interact with him or Batman. But they, you know, obviously they talk about Batman a lot. F Batman. But every time they go to Gotham or they go uh, do a flashback to Wayne Manor or uh, there's been like, I don't know if they're in the actual bat cave or like one of the little bat dens that he's got hidden somewhere, but they go to a bat cave type place and like the look of it, the tone of the scene and then the music also like they nail the music. It sounds, it's not like the Tim Burton Batman movie scores, like it's not those scores, but they use those like low chitlows and strings and just those certain instruments that definitely conjure that feel. Yeah. And I'm watching it. I'm like, 
Why am I watching Titans? Why am I just watching Batman? That'd be so much better. This tone, you're nailing it right here. Right. And then, you know, then he'll leave and they'll go do Titan stuff. But it's time for a live action Batman series that's actually good. I did like that point, that, that moment in the first episode where he's like, kind of shows up and he's supposed to be the badass and they immediately look for Batman. That made the F Batman make sense mm-hmm. because that was the thing everybody, like, you know, that was them when they released that trailer initially. That was everybody like, this ain't your teens, Titans, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But, uh, the F Batman moment was that what it, what we grabbed onto, what everybody latched onto, like, oh, what what's this? Also, I'm pretty sure in that fight scene, and I watched it twice now, you know, watching it myself and then rewatching the episode with Melanie. Supposedly, he doesn't kill anybody. Oh, he kills people. He killed some people in that fight scene. Like, they might not play it off like he did, but he did. I seen him. Like, I, you especially shot you, two of them. I dude, believe. two of them get shot. Like, a dude takes the R to the I. Like, he. I, that's a murder fight scene. Yeah, he killed him. And I know, like, I mean, he didn't really kill him in the storyline. He didn't. He doesn't kill people. But like, dude, it's they wanted to go super brutal and then pretend like it's not lethal force. That's definitely lethal force. Because Grayson is the one that turns into Nightwing. Nightwing. What's the one that turns into uh, Red Hood? Red Hood. Jason Todd. Because th- th- he kills people, but he has the Red Hood. Yeah. No. Well, he should. He doesn't always. Sometimes when he's a good guy, he doesn't. He has a Cause he's the one rubber with, bullets. Okay, he's the one with the guns. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, rubber bullets. Don't give your character... If your character has guns, and that's his primary mode of, like, fighting, he's not a good guy. Yeah. Just saying. Mm-hmm. In a world where, like, you got Batman with no superpowers who punches people in the face and he's still a good guy, you, you're not a good guy if you shoot people with guns. Right. <laughs> anyway... Kind of like the Batman thing when he throws his battery and hits that guy in the head. Yeah. He's like, he just went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. No, the, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So anyway, God, we're all over the, we are all over the place, Jasper, and we're going to wrap this up real soon. So what I was saying before we got sidetracked a hundred times over about the F Batman thing was I did appreciate that scene. And it made the F Batman thing make sense because Robin shows up and I got a chuckle out of it. Robin shows up and everybody's like, just ignore him. And they start looking around. Where's Batman? Where's Batman? It's just like, cause Robin's not a threat. They're like, Oh, Robin's here. The real threat is Batman. Where's he at? Right. And that makes him mad. He's like the precursor for the, the bat to show up. Yeah. And he's like, it's just me. And then he beats the crap out of him. So it made the F Batman thing make extra sense because it's like, okay, I get it. Like, cause if that were the case, I'd be like, Batman, man. I'm gonna beat you up. Like, yeah, I get it. Because it's always it's always been that Robin shows up first, but then Batman he uses basically Robin as a decoy, and then he messes everybody up. But so I was a little thrown. I know I know in the comics, Dick Grayson gets uh, super when he splits from Batman. Like it's negative. It's like it. It's kind of like it is in the show. It's very negative. He's very angry and anti Bruce, anti Batman for a long time. But I was like, why are they going to do this moody, this kind of moody Robin and make it Dick Grayson? Why wouldn't they just do like a Jason Todd without getting into spoilers, maybe a little spoilers. Jason Todd comes in in the series eventually. And it's like, oh, no, never mind. That's more appropriate for Jason Todd right there. Yeah. Jason Todd, not a, he's not a good guy. He's not a good Robin. Right. Oh, the kid. The kid they cast him is almost perfect, though, because he's such a douche. Such a bro douche. I like Raven, too. Raven's... Yeah, I think she's okay. 
actually, for the most part, really like the casting. I think I think the guy that the, the guy that plays uh, Dick Grayson, I think he's pretty good. I think he plays it too moody, but that's where Dick Grayson's at. Blah blah blah. Like Dick Grayson seems like a more of a lighthearted, fun guy to me, yeah. even when he's being moody. In the fact, even though he's a detective, like an actual police detective, but I don't know. I think he looks the part. Like he looks like a good Dick Grayson. Starfire is the interesting casting because, like, what do you? Starfire's orange. Like, what are you gonna do? So I like what they did. I like what they did with casting with her. And I really like the lady that plays her. I think she's actually really good. She's charming, this lady. She's charming. Yeah. They're doing the amnesia thing. So, like, that's not the most interesting material I'm supposed to work with. But she comes across pretty naturally, and I, I like her. She's got good presence. It's it's a totally different thing from when there was original, not Teen Titans Go, but original Titans animated, where she kind of played, like, dumb. I also appreciated, and again, since first episode, you know, I just rewatched it with Melanie. It's fresh. When she kind of like starts to discover like she's super strong, you know, before she does the like disco song fire ignite scene towards the end, she punches, the, she gives the guy like a super punch and he goes flying across this uh, hotel room. And I appreciate like that dude was jacked up. Like he little coughing up blood and stuff. And I like the idea that they actually went with if a, he's a normal human who just got super punched to the chest. He's not just going to get up and limp off. He's got internal bleeding. He's probably going to die. He needs to go to a hospital. So I like that they actually handled it that way because, and you see it in comics a lot, but even still you see it in TV shows where they're superheroes and occasionally they'll give a normal human a punch harder than there should be. Or anytime a human in a TV show or movie takes a punch and goes flying across the room, most of the time they'll get up and like, oh, that hurt and they'll run off. In reality, they're staying down and they're probably going to die because they have internal hemorrhaging. So I, I appreciated the within this superhero ridiculous TV show, that little bit of realism. Right. That's how you that's how you make ridiculous superhero stuff good. If you're, if you're going to do a live action, you place it in a real world and then you, you got, still play you by to, the real world rules. Yeah, you got to make it as realistic as you know possible. Yeah, within reason. And yeah. Still retaining the spirit of it. Then you snap his neck and walk away. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> like, even in the cartoon, throwing a battering at somebody is going to stick in them and hurt them pretty badly, you know. Especially, that's a hard, oh, that's I, a hard wound to get sewed up. <laughs> I mean, I know I say that, and then, no, you're right, because in TV shows, cartoons, comic books, even Batman, who doesn't have superpowers, he's attacking normal people with force that would probably maim or kill people easily. Right. Occasionally the comics, like some writer will do a story that touches on that. I think Grant Morrison, although he did it in a super cartoony kind of cheesy way, but he did this thing where basically there was this kind of band of rejects that grouped together to become kind of a villain. I don't know where it even panned out to, but a, a, a villain group is a group of villains that were basically minor villains that got like seriously injured by Batman. And that was like their thing. They're all hated Batman because they were just like either regular people or small time people who like got life altering injuries from Batman. And one of them, it's so dumb. One of them had like a battering stuck half in his head. So he was like brain damaged. It's like, what? But I like that idea though. Still, it's still a fun idea of like, yeah, no, 
even Batman cripples people regularly. And they, they touch on that in TV shows and, or in movies. That's what I was kind of thought was funny was like the Batman games. Cause there was always like that move where you could throw like multiple batterings to like deflect them off of you. And I'm like, those would all stick in his skin. Like it wouldn't just glance off like, <laughs> you know, like see, so I'm good with some suspension of disbelief, suspension of disbelief. It's still superheroes. I still want to see like unrealistic feats of ability and skill. Right. Batman doesn't have superpowers, but he can still like, take a fall off a building in certain situations. Like fine, I'm fine with it, but where, you know, you can give something a little extra edge or like more interesting flair when you can put it into the real world in a, in a way that still gels with what else is going on. I think really in, in conclusion, all this talk would be in conclusion, in, in conclusion, of it all in conclusion, sir, what's your thesis? I think that, Especially DC Universe has a pretty good step in the right direction. But I kind of think with comic book or superhero shows per se, I think they're going to start trying to set a new precedent of, you know, this is not your kid's show. You know, because most like like we said previously, that it's mostly adults that watch or kind of read and stuff comics and keep tabs on that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. That's their, you know, like let Marvel have the cinematic, the cinematic universe with their their show, their movies for everybody, but get real about because mm-hmm. I mean, like, was the original Batman was a killer, wasn't he? Oh, well, way, like, way, way back. I'm, I'm saying yeah, that because initially. I've never read the previous mm-hmm. comics, but you know, oh like, yeah, he killed people at the very beginning of the run. Like, I, mean, I remember like, seeing thirties. I remember seeing a, a, a what was it? I think it was Batarangs holding up, but it was Joker's face. The skin to his face held up by like batterings or something. To be fair, Batman didn't skin in Joker's face. Joker did. Actually, Joker had. That was fairly recent. That's in the last. But I remember opening a comic, and I was never thought I'd see that. Like mm-hmm. I always thought comics were not say comics were. See, kids. and that's oh, see, and that's that's the general consensus, right? Like, comics are for kids like, because crap. a long time <laughs> comics were for kids. Mm-hmm. But kids aren't who's buying comics. It's adults. So that's who a lot of the stories are made for now. I was told by a couple of my friends when I when I was reading comics right after we were talking about starting the GCU. Mm-hmm. You know, we were going to to our little comic store, a comic for kids. I'm like, oh, really? You know, you want to read this one real quick and make sure that's would this be something you give your child? You know, Dollmaker. That Joker had Dollmaker. I think it was cut off his face. But I was I a gruesome, it was a gruesome bitcher to open it. I was like, dude, oh. some of that stuff. There was some awe. There's some gnarly artwork from that. That was um, that happened right at the beginning of the New Fifty Two, and I think that was kind of DC's way of taking Joker off the table for a while, so that people basically just couldn't use him until they're like, "It's time to return the Joker," and then he'd show up wearing his dead skin mask. Like, it's a very different Joker, but man, there was some awesome artwork, even in some of the tie-in stories to the big like when Joker returned. Like the story was might be lacking, but like the artist nailed it. I want to say there was a Batman and Robin issue. I think it was where under, of course, it was just like muscle and funk, but he like strapped his old face on, and uh, it was all yellowy and dead and nasty. But like half the time, he's wearing it upside down, so he's looking through the mouth holes, and like you can kind of see his teeth through the eye holes. And I was like, dude, that is whoa, that is gnarly. Like I really like some of the artwork from that, right? 
But yeah. So free comic book day, which is coming up soon, if not already May. happened by the time. I believe it's mid-May now. May 12th. Next month. Yeah, I believe it's May 12th. Yeah, it's coming up soon. So that's. All- I missed last year, which sucked. A free comic book day is all about getting new readers in. Hey, come get a free comic. And also like, and you should. It's not all comics. It's not just you walk in and grab a free comic. There's designated comics are free that, you know. Yeah, they don't want to give away their good stuff. The comic shops still even have to pay for those. I mean, it's not full price, I'm assuming, but they still have to pay for that. But those are, yeah, the the publishers made these. This is free. This is for the free comic book day. And the idea is to get new people in. If you're going to go into free comic book day, listener, you should. If it, and if you've never been into a comic shop, look around and buy something, at least one other thing because it does cost shops money to yeah, do all that. Which is what we did when we went. We got yeah. the free comic and then we also bought some new comics we wanted to read. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, comics are still comparatively fairly cheap. If you're buying them on the regular, they get very expensive quick. But but a big part Especially of a free comic. Your, your pull box go for <laughs> it's not. Let's not talk about this. <laughs> I feel bad for that. Whatever. Um, I'm killing the comics industry. That's who's killing the comics industry. So we picked those up. Now you just hear a portal. But it's also to get younger people reading because they constantly are trying. They're trying to get kids to read most of the comics. Although when you walk into a comic shop, you look at the new comic track. Most of those are not for kids. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you take your kid in there, like the comics are the same. You, you can't walk into a video store and put them and just like, here, grab whatever you want and not, and then get upset when they grab a rated R movie. A lot of comics are geared towards older readers, but there's still, there's a ton of, of course, there's tons of kids comics. And so the industry is always trying to get more kids because that's the next generation of consumers. But yeah, if you're taking your kids into a comic shop, comics are rated like video games and movies. They're self-rated. Like there's a T for teen and is it M or AO? I don't know. No, AO's like adults only. Yeah, but that's um. It's like porn. I think it might be mature. Might be what they call it. There's T for teen, or maybe it's A. I don't know. MA. Basically, if something's super, the T for teen is a little a little extreme. Push that boundary a little bit. They do. They do. It's like PG. Bit. It's like PG thirteen. It used to be you can't drop any f bombs. Then you can drop an f bomb, and now you, it seems like you could drop a couple f bombs. Like a little extreme, but uh, generally, if it's in the comic shop. If it's the equivalent of R-rated, it's sealed in a bag. So they they try to help, but as with anything, like parents, you got to do your job as a parent. Right. Don't get upset when they're reading something with Joker's face ripped off and stuff. Like, just because it's Batman don't mean nothing. Right. <laughs> so if anything, maybe that's the edgy DC movies have maybe kind of enforced that fact. I don't know. There's always a little bit of people, but like, she's playing about kids playing games and it's like well uh, you bought them for them i know Uh, right because even at my age now gamestop still ids me so but i look like a 12 year old boy so and i think video games is a bigger thing so maybe it's gone through more people but maybe not they're still like video games are for kids except that's not who's playing them the majority of people playing games is somebody listen might be a generation of man children. I don't know. I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying <laughs> people that grew up in the eighties and nineties playing video games and reading comic books, they kept doing those things and the industry followed them. So right. So that's what we're, why you're going to, yeah, I don't know. 
I get upset about the whole like people getting upset. I feel about, like you want to go out and ramp, but you're stopping yourself. Dude, I get up, yeah, because I get upset about people be like, when they get upset when they find like adult content in video games or or comic books, and they're like, oh, but the kids, what about them? It's not it's not That's- the publisher's job to regulate what your kid consumes. It's not it's not it's not like you're picking up a you know My Little Pony where it's just nothing but glittery shiny happiness on the cover and then you open it up and there's pony boobs that's online that's not that's that's rule 34 (laughs) you could find that but you gotta be looking for it right if it's and most people do if it's Uh, mature comic books movies video games they have a rating system yeah and and that's for you to make it easier for you to do your job as a parent that's why i wasn't totally surprised when that whole hot coffee gta controversy came out because I was like, it's a GTA game. Did you really think that couldn't happen in that kind of universe? Like, well, it's like, yeah, it's Grand Theft Auto. It's a game where you play a career criminal. You steal cars, <laughs> criminal. Why? Why are you getting upset? Strip clubs that you can walk it's into. It's rated M. Yeah, you're not. Your kid's not even supposed well, to have it. My my kid played. It's not rated adults only. Well, it's rated mature from eighteen and up. You know, I hated when our parents took away video games but then i'm like yeah maybe my brain wasn't kind of ready for that kind of mature rated game but now that i see it like how mature games have been like grand theft auto Mm -hmm. your kid should not be playing that game like they should be at a a point where they can think and you know dictate what's real and what's fantasy likewise you don't you don't say they do but you don't censor r-rated movies again that's not a great example because they do but that's usually whatever for marketing reasons but uh it's the same thing you're not going to show a kid uh goodfellas and get upset when there's adult content in it it's goodfellas what did you think it was going to be right like if it's not appropriate for your kid why why are you letting this kid have it it's the exact same thing the idea then if somebody like show their kid goodfellas and there's like demands that all copies of goodfellas come down and that the the offending scenes are edited out it's ridiculous it's a ridiculous concept Right. Whatever. I grew up on Mortal Kombat. Like, I was a Mortal Kombat fanatic. So, oh, it still makes me laugh to this day because my, my dad may hear this podcast. This is the thing that's irritated me for decades. <laughs> so, my dad, my dad, and he knows this again if he listens. Hi, Dad. <laughs> but, uh, hi, Jaspy Dad. <laughs> he, when we went with him on the weekends, he, so he bought us our first Nintendo or Nintendo 64. He, at the time, he was very religious and, so he'd made us take Zelda back for witchcraft. Okay. That's so funny. But, but Nintendo's so careful about guess, that stuff. Guess what game oh, God. he let us keep? Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat. He let us keep Mortal Kombat over Zelda. And Mortal Kombat, you can pull people's spines out. <laughs> and then he let us buy uh, Claymaker 63 and a third. It's so. Which am- is another bad game. <laughs> it's so amazing the past that violence gets. Mm hmm. You take Zelda, which... Witchcraft. For witchcraft. But Mortal Kombat, like, you can conjure... There's a guy that steals people's souls. Yeah. And and rips... And there's witches. And rips their... <laughs> yeah. And uh, rips their spines out. So... Breaks their heads, splatter blood. It's <laughs> so weird the past that violence gets. hmm But, okay, and I'm... It, we, that's, like I said, which you look back, which game was worse. Yeah. And the and the witchcraft thing is so funny because Nintendo's always they're always been so careful about like because they make family games. Yeah. They make family games and 
occasionally like Zella was the one pushing the envelope on like that teen rating, you know. Occasionally I'll get on a kick of watching like, you know, the YouTube videos of weird content they altered for American versions or for other, you know, different regions. And a lot of the weird stuff in early games that were, was altered was like really anything religious, any religious uh, iconography, anything that might one way or the other, get it out of there. Like they didn't want to offend anybody. They didn't want nothing. So it surprises me. And the hot coffee mod, which by the way was a mod that you had to like, you couldn't do it on, on your pl- PlayStation. Yeah. It was PC. It was PC. Mm-hmm. It was a whole process you had to do. It involved downloading something from, or involved getting online and getting information. Like it's ridiculous that then they had to pull Xbox copies of the game down. And anyway, fully clothed, crude 3D models simulating sexual movements. That's what gets the game about stealing cars and violent crime and drug use. Mm. That stuff's fine. But you have fully clothed 3D models bumping pelvises. Get it out of here. It's not uniquely American, but it's definitely an issue America has. Australia has some weird... They're super strict on stuff, too. And they straight up... They censor games and stuff way harder than we do. And I don't know. It's just so strange to me. But how many... How many droves of just army games and war games nonstop every year pump them out pump them out like i I don't get it i don't get this like value on the wholesale murder but you know witchcraft or sexuality you gotta get that out of there right oh you can you can you can blow someone's face off in the name of patriotism but you better not bumping ugly yeah fully clothed bumping ugly <laughs> hey, that dry holy sh- holy crap, this would be a long episode even for a regular episode. This isn't even a normal right. episode. I can't believe we sat down to talk about <laughs> we sat down to talk about Jackie Brown and Foxy Brown and spent we're just going to skip them. <laughs> an hour and 40 minutes of rambling TV talk. And then games right at the end. Just got that in there. That was maybe the most incoherent. <laughs> Well, anyway, listener, I, this is going to be a fun episode. If you're listening, to I it, hope you would step away for not like a minute. Yeah, and you're like, what? Or depending What's this one about depending how you time it, you could start listening to it, hear us talk about <laughs> Titans, step away for about an hour and a half, step back, and we're still talking about Titans. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wow, they talked about Titans for a long time. No, no, we didn't. No, we went back Doom Patrol. Actually, we did. Then talk we went about to that. Netflix. <laughs> wow, that was everywhere. Well, maybe it was a good thing we did this and not the Brown. Movies. I think we needed this episode. We did. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. I hadn't planned on putting an episode out this week, but it's happening. So, Jasper, if someone was so inclined, where they where can where they can find you? They then? can find me on Twitter at Caronzo Media, which is K O R A N S O Media. Or Mixer at the same, but not really, address. Same, but not really? Yeah. I just kind of made a joke. Why are you going to cut me off? Anyway, Mixer.com slash Caronzo. Spelled the same way on the Twitter feed. Oh, no media? No. Okay. It's just Caronzo, because okay. it's my gear tag. That's what's the same, but not really. Yeah. I've been Randall Sylvie. You can find me at randallsylvie.com it's r-a-n-d-a-l-s-i-l-v-e-y that's primarily a portal to like my other thing podedit.com podcast network all that stuff but more importantly 
You can find this show at GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com or on Twitter at GCU Podcast. Also, check us out on CastBox. If you don't use CastBox, give it a go. We're not getting paid to say that, but we do have a lot of listeners over there, and I appreciate it, and I want to encourage that kind of activity. CastBox! Rock the CastBox. We don't get paid to say that, but I'm not saying there's not maybe a benefit to us doing it. CastBox has definitely helped our numbers. Yep. So go rock that CastBox. I'm just going to write that joke. Sorry. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs>yeah sit up you're laying down let's just get more comfortable. I, I just legs, realized legs were cramping. you just get more comfortable legs means were... the podcast is about to start sounding crappier no my legs were cramping he's over here talking